Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Once I played a penny who just couldn't stop the beat. Yes, with roller skates on her feet. Of course, it's recently to see a real cool mom, musical version of Tina Fey. Tina Fey, now come with me and fly. I am your host, Miss Carrie Butler. Together, you and I are breaking. Hello, welcome to Breaking Broadway. I am so excited to have my guest, Angie Schwar here today. Angie is a triple threat who is currently in Some Like It Hot, her 12th Broadway show. Uh, you also may know her from Angie in The Prom. Interesting, you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and Ula in The Producers. We did Catch Me If You Can together. Yes. Uh, welcome, Angie. Hiya. I'm so happy to see you. So happy to see you too. I feel like you are um, a muse for so many <laughs> choreographers that I know and love. Um, tell us about so your sweet. journey to becoming a Broadway dancer, performer, actress, singer. Well, Did you honestly, always dream of this? Honestly, I don't think I knew enough. I grew up in Northern Kentucky and I didn't really know it wasn't like from the, from the get-go when I started dancing at five years old back in the covered wagon days that I, I, didn't, I didn't go like, I need to do Broadway. I don't think I mm -hmm. knew enough, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I really was just a dancer my whole childhood, once a week, half hour tap, half hour jazz, half hour ballet, acro, mm. um, and I loved it. And then I was until I went to college, I went to NKU, Northern Kentucky University, a little college near, in my hometown, where they said, you need to speak and sing. You know, then I started sort of learning that. And then I believe maybe the Broadway be might have come onto my map a little bit, right? Wow. Um, when you were growing up, you only did like an hour of dance yeah, a week? Yeah. And we did the competition. <laughs> Me too. How is that possible <laughs> that you're so good and well, I'm so bad? I did. You are not. Oh, you know I am. It's okay. 
It's okay. I've seen you dance. That's how I become obsessed with you and hairspray. Don't even try it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it, we did the competitions, obviously not as competitive as it is now. You know, it's crazy. I wasn't that. But I did do the dance competitions, the DEA and those kind of things. But yeah, I think it was once a week. And then in high school, I started teaching. Um, I started teaching, uh, assisting at my dance studio. But in college, they were like, you need to learn to sing and speak. And I did that. I started doing the acting classes and got sort of my first little role as Lois Lane and Kiss Me Kate in my college Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, But then... I was working at Disney and I knew so many people that had, were working in New York, sorry, that moved to New York, that mm-hmm. in my eyes were so much more talented than I was and they weren't really working. So I just uh-huh. stayed at Disney because I thought I might as well stay where I have a great job. I was dance captain. I did all these convention shows and it was a great company to work for. I loved it. So I even put a down payment on a house. No way. Yeah. Because I was going to just live in Lake Buena Vista. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was one That's of those my dream. That, yeah. And it's one of those that you build, right? And then DJ Salisbury, who was a PA on, on Will Rogers Follies, called me on a landline in the entertainment office and said, I think you should come up and audition for Will Rogers Follies. You are too young to know that show, but- you, I know that show. You, one of the prerequisites is they wanted you to be over 5'8". And I'm almost 5'11". <laughs> well, I probably shrunk a little now, but- <laughs> um, so I did. And so I don't know that I, it just, that's the way my path was, but I don't know that wow. I always just thought that's where I need to be. And then how did now he 30, find you? 32 years later, I'm here. Oh, sorry. I missed that part. He was my dance partner at the Diamond Horseshoe at Disney. Oh my gosh. So you never know who you're working with, right? That's right. Be nice to everybody. Because if I wasn't, he certainly wouldn't be calling on the landline having me come up and audition. So <laughs> and I don't know did... that I ever set my sights on it, but then it sort of yeah. came into my path. That's so cool. Well, it was meant to be. I guess. <laughs> um, how did here. you get so close with like Jerry Mitchell and Casey Nicola? Well, Jerry was in the ensemble of the Will Rogers Follies. <gasps> oh. I, I moved here on February 8th, 1991. I started rehearsal for Will Rogers February 9th of 1991. So that day, that first day and my anniversary is coming up. And so February 9th, I always try to see Jerry uh, and Troy <laughs> Johnson and uh, John Gannon lives in LA and our late Jason Opsaw. Um, But they were, they were my boys because I was a swing. So mm-hmm. my dressing room at the palace was up on... I guess, I remember, the fifth floor maybe. And that's where the boys were. Oh. So I got to know them very well. And that's how I, first day of rehearsal, Jerry Mitchell started taking me under his wing. I swear to God. He was like, hey, we're going to watch. He had just choreographed Heart's Desire in Cleveland or something. He said, we're going to go watch it at my house. You want to come over? You know, boom. It was first day. Love it first day. Wow. Wow. And so for those listening, Jerry Mitchell, if you don't know, is one of the top choreographers on Broadway. Uh, he did Hairspray that I was in and also Catch Me If You Can that both of us were in. But I mean, tons and tons of musicals and directing. Yes. yes, Legally Blonde. He's so, so, so talented. And what about Casey? Casey and I were two ships that passed in the night in Crazy For You. I did the first national of Crazy For You and then came and replaced on Broadway like the last couple of years. He was already gone because he was in the ensemble too. 
And he had already started his new path. So we were kind of two ships that passed in the night. Then I auditioned for him for Minsky's. I believe this was 2009. I I had just finished doing Young Frankenstein. I replaced in that after the producer. And I auditioned for him. And I just remember the one thing I remember, it was called Minsky's. It was a a show that was supposed to come in. It went to the Pantage, uh, sorry, the Amundsen in LA. And I remember the cards you used to get at auditions, the little white card, and you would fill in your name. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, 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 your sizes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe what part, maybe what part or what, uh, mm-hmm. what the show is. And then it said age, and I put old and big, and, big <laughs> and he said it out loud. He thought it was so funny. And so I auditioned <laughs> for Minsky's, and that's when I started working for Case. And then he, a, year, a couple years later, he asked me to do something rotten, workshop, which became into a show. He had me do prom, which they, he said, we're calling this character, we call her your name. We call her Angie Schwartz right now. We call her Angie Schwartz. Yeah. And, yeah. So they wrote it for you, yeah. right? And then they just never changed the name. It's Angie so Dickinson cool. in the show, uh-huh. though, for those of you who know who Angie Dickinson is. And then, um, and then the first day we... We, we opening, we just opened prom and he, what was that? 2018. And he started, had worked, started working on some like it hot. And he asked me to come in with all the principals and I read all the girls and Minnie didn't really exist. It was Beanstalk. It was a man. And then mm-hmm. Minnie was the drummer. And then Minnie sort of became who Minnie is now, which is sort of the band manager slash sweet stew sidekick. Oh, so that's my Casey love story. And I always, and you know, Scotty and Mark, of course. Of course. Um, for some the reason, composer. they always just keep me in their pocket. And I don't know why, but I'll take it. <laughs> and I love it. And it's joyful. And Casey's joyful. And oh, you know, yes. People, so joyful. You, you respect him so much and you never want to disappoint him. But we yes. get to laugh and have so much fun too, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that's my Casey and Jerry love story. Did you ever, um, because now both of us have been in the business forever. Um, did you ever I know go through? I'm a lot older than you, don't? No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> um, did you ever go through a difficult time when you wanted to give up? You know, Carrie, for some reason, and I don't know if this is just a, because I'm I'm not trying to um, belittle anything that I've done or belittle my talent or anything like that. But every time a show closes, I always I'm not sure there's going to be another one. Well, me right? too. <laughs> yeah. So what is that? I don't know what that is, but I always go like, well, yeah. Starting I think it's just tip. realistic because there's so, I mean, when you get cast in something, for most people, it's like you are the absolute perfect person to play because there's so much competition out uh, there. Yeah. And it's only, it's, it's, you know, I feel like when I started out 32 years later or 32 years ago, the, <laughs> um, it was, the competition wasn't what it is now. I mean, these kids are, amazing and they True. have so much more at their fingertips than we than I did right yeah you can emulate you watch videos yeah right? yeah we didn't have any of that I we had didn't have to any. go to colony to get sheet music yes and buy the book you know what I mean mm-hmm. we didn't get to yeah. go like oh let's watch the performance of this you know yeah me too um, yeah and it I think it lends itself to more competition and to them just being better and more mm-hmm. fierce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never thought of it like that, but I think you're right about that. And workshops and master classes, they're just there's more of yeah. those things. And I mean even before COVID. You know, yeah, they, for they sure. became more prevalent during COVID too. Sorry, go ahead. So you didn't so when the show closes and you think you're never gonna work again, you don't get depressed about that. You're just like, oh 
I don't know. I guess I do. I guess there's always that that post depression from when you just come down off of of a great high. Prom was very depressing for me because mm-hmm. I wanted it to last longer and it, it was so good. And yeah. it was so joyful to me. Mm-hmm. Um I just didn't know why it didn't set catch on fire. You know what I mean? And but it has now. Exactly. For <laughs> yeah. And the and you know then they did the movie and then yeah. now regional theaters are starting to do it. So the story is being told. I just kind of wish it could have been with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little bit longer. I think we were I was in the middle of doing something rotten with Casey mm-hmm. and they uh-huh. started the, they started the ball rolling for prom. Right? Same with Was was um prom one of the highlights of your career like having a part named after you? Well, I guess it's it's still the little kid from Kentucky kind of goes, I can't believe that actually happened. <laughs> but I have so many people going, hey, I'm going in for Angie at, at Pioneer <laughs> Theater. And it just kind of cracks me up. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's a little, a nice little notch in my belt from this little, you know, toehead kid from Kentucky who, you know, sings a little, dances a little, acts <laughs> a little. You know what I mean? So I feel like that is definitely a highlight. And then my whole ULA journey was sort yeah. of my first principal role because I did understudy a few, a lot, not a lot, but a few times. You know, I'm very specific to, to what I can and can't understudy. But ULA was that first big thing for me. So that always has a yeah. special place in my heart. Yes. Yeah. And that was like the hottest show of the time. Yeah. It, was, it really was a really wonderful time in my life, too. Um, so... Yeah, Angie and Ula obviously are are biggies for me. And now Minnie, I'm very much enjoying Minnie because I get to sit at the drums a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. My family all saw it without me while I was doing Beetlejuice, and they loved it. I knew you couldn't see it yet because you were still working. Yeah, they loved it, but I'm going to come see it for sure because they, they absolutely loved it. But it's, um, again, I get to do a little bit of everything. And so Fun. thank you, Casey Nicola. And Scotty and Mark for taking care of it. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So this podcast is for, you know, young actors starting out so they can hear about the business. And I'm doing a series on, like, how we are athletes and how we have to take care of ourselves, um, which I have felt like I've had to do so much more now than when I was younger. What about you? I honestly, religiously still take dance class. You do? I do. Um, I, that's why I'm, I'm, after I get off with you today, I am heading to Deb Roche at Step at three o'clock. 
Wow. I, it's an hour and a half class. It's a great warm-up. Oh my gosh. So you're in a show and you're taking dance classes during the day. If I can get there, I do four times a week. Wow. Good for you. If I can, if I can get there, you know, we're doing, sometimes there's little PR things, right. there's photo shoots and stuff we're doing. And stuff like that. But I will get there about four times a week. Again, Casey takes care of me in the show. I do not flip and do all the things that the tinier, younger people do. Mm -hmm. But what it does, and this is something I think is very important, it kind of evens out what you do in the show so that you, you know what I'm saying? You kind of- Yes, 100%. You you favor one whole side. I don't really have to kick much or anything in the show, but you favor one side. So it sort of evens me out. And honestly, when I was doing Ula, I did the Mm -hmm. same thing because- I was much, you know, when was that? 20 years ago. I was much younger. I didn't have to warm up. I could literally plop down into the splits and be ready to go. Really? But I did Deb Roche religiously. And sometimes it kind of fits in right before the show where like to not, like today it kind of does. So it's, it literally is like sort of your warm up for the show. But you're oh. right. It is very, you do have to, you spend the rest of the day as you would revving up to do whatever it is, you know, however you have to eat, however you have to warm up vocally, whatever we yeah. have to do. So yeah, I think it is very much in our, in, in a way, athletic. I just started doing um, Pilates and I love it because I feel like that is really balancing out my body from the same thing, doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I think that is, that is, Pilates is wonderful. Uh, the reformer is, I pulled yes. a hamstring Really, I mean, sorry, I pulled my groin muscle very badly on the first national and I cut out the splits for a little while and I, the reformer is what rehab had me and knock on oh. wood, wherever I have it, um, <laughs> it never recurred. Wow. So that is, Pilates is awesome. That's great. Do you do, um, do you have to do a cool down after the show or anything like that? No, no, not, not physically. No. I just walk to the subway, walk the stairs, walk home. You so know. you're not... You're not in pain all the time after like dancing a whole, your whole lifetime? Definitely not yet. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not getting yet because I'm in yeah. pain all the time. No, not yet. I'm like, how am I in pain? I don't even dance. Well, I don't, oh God, I don't know. I mean, it, gosh, I hate to jinx myself. Maybe it's the dance classes. Maybe it's. It could be the dance classes. And there is a You're still time, working the other muscles. Yeah. There was a time and it, it might've been with you. It might have been doing Catch Me if we, we were trying to figure out when I still lived in Jersey. I went to Lifetime Fitness and did a half hour swim every day. Oh, I love swimming. Swimming for- is one of the greatest things. and it Also lifts- for singing too. Yeah. Because it opens yeah. everything up. And you can do like, you know, little trills as you're swinging, as you're swimming. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that as a warm up too. I wasn't, I'm not like killing it doing the freestyle no. and well, I do a nice breaststroke. Me too. It really lengthens your muscles and keeps them sort of sinewy. And I think it's all, all good. I, it's too much rigmarole for me to swim in the city in the winter. I'm yeah. cold all the time. So, uh-huh. but um, definitely is something I do in the summer. What about, um, do you have a routine for like what you would, can eat before shows and things like that? It's so weird as you get older because it's like, you just can't eat too. I just feel like you can't eat too much. You know how it is. And even if mm-hmm. I'm not flipping, you still, I still have to dance and be quick on my feet. I don't want to feel like, but um, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty simple eater. I have the palate of a child, so I'm a, <laughs> I'm a turkey sandwich girl and a <laughs> and a and a chicken noodle soup and maybe a slice. You know, I'll, I'll just have a little something. And I try to eat a, an hour or two before, you know, so uh-huh. it's not. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I eat pretty simply, but I just make sure you just don't eat too much because you just feel, you feel better dancing when you're not feeling heavy, yes. like you just ate, you know, too much food. Sometimes too, as I get older, um, you know, the acid reflux from certain yes. and stuff, you gotta, you have to watch. I, um, yeah, that affects so many performers. When I was in the producers, I, I was, I was saying to my friend, Sarah Gettlefinger, I was having some acid stuff and my father, my late father was still alive then and he, he was a doctor. So he prescribed, pro, was it Protonix for me? It was uh, an ad passive wear. And I, I go, I go, I don't know why I'm having it. She goes, well, what are you eating at night? And I was like, oh, I don't know, just a little cottage cheese with some seasoning salt on it. <laughs> she was like, before you go to bed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, is that bad? <laughs> you just got to watch all those kind of things. Spices yes. and things, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. What is your best advice for people starting out? Well, we already hit this one about being kind. Yes. And, and being good to anyone that you c- come into play with in a show, in auditions, uh, work, work ethic. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's about treating people from front to back, front of house to back of house. Everyone in that theater, treating them with kindness and respect because directors find out, <laughs> right? They know. Yeah. Um, but I would say cultivating as many relationships as you can. For instance, uh, um, you, I, I don't know if you do a lot of regional theater or have, but I do when I'm not doing a show. I like to, I oh. have a couple regional theaters that I like to work at. And it's always these great young people. Some of them are non-ex. Some of them are equity that you get to watch and work with. And I feel like doing those kind of jobs, especially mm-hmm. as a young person, what, especially if you're non-equity still, is how you can sort of cultivate relationships because there are going to be people like me in the show or like you in the show that have connections. And they see how you work. They see how you work for those three weeks in rehearsal. They see how you do your eight shows a week. So you're actually in it with them and you can recommend them for, for instance, right right before prom, I did a whole list of kids I had just worked with it. I think it was in Mamma Mia I had done um, at Ogunquit and I listed their names, what the things that they were good at, some of the features they did in the show and how strong. Um, And again, it's because they were on their gig and were kind and had great work ethic that I, that I paid it forward for them. Oh, that's so nice. Now, I don't know that any of them made, none of them made it into the show, but they got their name out there and you never know when one will hit, you know? That's right. I think it's that and cultivating relationships and then sort of saying yes to anything that comes your way because yes, when you're young, you know that. Yeah, you know that. Sometimes I, we have to say no now, but like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. but Um, then, yeah, you do things for free. Because again, you're building relationships. You might be learn. You're every time you perform, you're learning. Yeah, and you don't have your kids yet. You don't have you know mm-hmm. your family that you need to mm-hmm. be home for. So it's it's yeah, saying yes to any of those things because they're going to lead your. They're good. That, that's the way your path is is supposed to go, and it's going to lead you the right way, right? Um, I say this to other people. It's different for you because you know you're a big Broadway star, Park and Barker. If I only did Prince tried to do principal roles once I ended the producers, I would have missed out on five more shows. Yeah. Give or take. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, it's not the, always the same for other people, but for me, that's my path. Because I Me too. Do. I'm like because right before Catch Me If You Can, I played the lead in Xanadu. And I'm like, I just want to be like a, a a member of a company where one time I'm the lead, 
one time I'm the supporting character. Yeah. And because we both just love to work. Right. Right. So you got to It's not about gotta, like being a star. It's about just loving the work. You got to and you have to make everyone's different, but I I recommend that for everyone. Um and I don't I'm sure some people do know this story, but Minnie, my character, mm-hmm. I said yes to this. It was an ensemble part. I said <gasps> yes because Casey. Mm-hmm. I do uh-huh. anything for Casey. And Scotty uh-huh. and Mark, right? And then Equity came in mid-December and made me a principal. Oh my gosh. I'm nobody else in the whole show, and I don't know what all the stipulations are, but what if I had said no? Mm-hmm. And to me, listen, I'm still doing the exact same thing I did when it was a, you know, ensemble contract that right. I did principal, but they, they made me a principal. So I always think about that. Like, what, who am I to be like, say no, especially after three years of a pandemic, right? Right. But it just so worked out that that's, this is where it lands. Um, and how do you feel doing it? Do you feel like, oh, I, I should be the lead? <laughs> Are you okay? No. Okay. Never. Yeah. No. I, I'm. Listen. I feel like even when I was Angie, when I'm Angie in the chorus, she was a she was a chorus girl, right? She right. was Angie, but I was a principal. I still feel like I'm in the chorus. I'm a chorus <laughs> girl. I feel like I'm principal. I'm the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's just. It's just. I'm doing the same thing. I just. I love it so much. I. Mm-hmm. I love to be. On the Broadway stage, I'll, you could put me in the back corner and I will create a whole scene <laughs> yes. by saying nothing. <laughs> I'm good. I'm really and that's, good. That's a great um, thing for people to, to know about too, that like always have your backstory, no matter how big your part is, well, you could I, steal the show with no lines. Exactly. But my thing, but you, then you also have to be careful, you know, there's right. a fine line to fully yeah. focus. But I think that's another good thing for young people. And, and again, these kids are coming out quadruple threat, threats from these conservatories and, and schools, and they already know this. But yeah, sometimes you don't get choreography. And there's two or three eight counts that you got to swirl up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or there's a scene, and if you don't do anything in the scene, you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it's up to you. Yeah. So, and I, I love that Casey, he's a, he does that a lot. I love mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. He gets um, freedom, a lot of freedom. Yeah. And for instance, in the opening of Something Rotten, I just vaguely remember why I jumped up on a box. I'll have no idea why I did that. <laughs> but, you know, it was like, Angie, this is your path. You're going to go here, boom, 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 and you end up there. And so then you sort of fill in the blanks of how you get there in mm-hmm. the genre of the show, you know, in the mm. essence of the show or whatever section of that, that the, the opening number is. So I love that. I think it's, um, it's, it's more creative too. And Casey's great like that. Um, he loves when you just come up with stuff and he, sometimes he'll be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think it's great. And you, people have to learn how to do that because you fill in the blanks and that helps them seeing their, you know, their idea come to fruition too, with you adding. Thing. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us, Angie. Yay. Uh, so tell people where they can see you aside from Some Like It Hot on Broadway. Please go see it. I heard it's amazing and I can't wait to see it. Yes. Come see us at Some Like It Hot. And I'm uh, on my Instagram is at Angie Schwar. A-N-G-I-E-S-C-H-W-O-R-E-R. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a joy seeing you and having hearing all of your stories and sharing your wonderful insight with all of us. I love you. You're so welcome. Love you. 
Love you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like me to come to your school or theater group and you have a master class or a talk back, please reach out at carriebutlercoach.com. If you like this podcast and want more episodes, please go to bpn.fm slash breaking broadway and subscribe, like, or share. Together you and I are breaking Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.